Do you ever feel like a hamster on a hamster wheel, not getting anywhere new? Perhaps you've hit a plateau that has you asking, is this it? Have you accomplished all you've set out to do in life and are not feeling as fulfilled as you thought you would? It is normal at midlife to reassess what's working for you and what's not. It's also normal to want to reclaim your time, your energy, and your joy. Let's make the best out of the second half of our lives by having more fun, experiencing more peace, and feeling more joy. If any of this resonates with you, then this podcast is for you. I'm Megan Bayless-Bartley. Now let's get ready to shift our shit. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the SOS podcast. I'm Megan Bayless-Bartley, and joined this season, uh, Elizabeth McCormack. Hello, Elizabeth. Hi, how are you doing? I'm good. We were just kind of catching up before we went live about our Thanksgiving holiday, because it's currently the Monday after Thanksgiving. And so it's good that we're talking about boundaries today. So let's just jump right in. We're going to we're going to be looking this episode, part one and part two at unhealthy boundaries, because sometimes we get like real focused on what healthy boundaries look like. So today, this first part, we're going to talk about unhealthy boundaries. What what do they look like? Elizabeth, what what do they look like? So I would say that when our boundaries are questionable, we won't necessarily know. I think it takes us um, a little bit of exploration in why am I feeling overwhelmed by someone? Why am I feeling, I think, resentful? Um, If I've said yes to something that... um, it doesn't really serve me well, and I have all kinds of remorse and hard feelings towards someone. Um, that's my fault. Yes, it's it's not their fault that I am not using the appropriate time or um, resources to feel like I'm in control of my own life, and then I blame other people. Right, and one thing we were talking about is this idea that. You don't really know until you realize over and over that you don't feel it doesn't feel good. Like either being around a certain person doesn't feel good or doing this thing doesn't feel good or you're feeling exhausted. But it's usually like a feeling sort of thing. Right. It's absolutely a zapping your energy or that something feels overwhelming. So it's really hard. Yes. Yeah. And I wonder, too, like you know, one, it's our own boundaries that can be unhealthy, but it's also, you know, what happens when people are coming at us with really unhealthy boundaries too. Like, you know, we're in, we're in the middle of a holiday season right now. And, you know, I'm sure some of us are spending time with family or, you know, and there's certain expectation of like how much time you spend with your family. Right. So if, you know, I don't know if other people have heard this of like, you know, but the idea that, oh, you got a guilt trip because, you know, someone said, but you're, you know, I only get to see you once a year and I only, what, for only an hour or two hours? And it's like, you know, that's a pull, you know, for your time and attention that that person's pulling for your time and attention. And you get to choose whether or not you want to feel guilty about that of like, you don't have to, you know, what you need to do to best take care of yourself. Right. Well, and I think this season, as we're headed into the holiday where things get really intense and there's a lot of expectations of us, whether that's about 
sending out a Christmas card every year, or it's about buying a gift and participating in the office work Santa exchange, secret Santa right. exchange. I think if you, it's not something that serves you well, it's not something, it's really okay to say, I'll participate in the cook, cooking hot potluck, whatever, right. but I'm not going to participate in the gifts. Yeah. I have too many things to do. Yes. Yes. I think that's, you know, that's a good point about like, sometimes I think we forget, I think, especially if we're a little bit of a people pleasers, or we don't want to disappoint people is how, um, you know, we want to say yes, because we don't want to disappoint people instead of like, you know, giving ourselves a little time and say, well, let me think about that. And then realizing like, yeah, I, I don't have time to go buy another gift. I don't have, you know, the space to do whatever and reassess for ourselves, you know, does this work for me? Yeah, I even got an email a couple days ago that was like, thank you for volunteering to make six dozen cookies. Whoa. And I looked at the email and I was like, I don't remember volunteering to make six dozen cookies. And I'm not even really a cookie person. I don't make a good cookie. So it doesn't yeah. make me feel good. Yeah. And so I had to kind of like wrestle with myself of saying, could I make six dozen cookies? Yes. I could force myself to spend a Saturday making cookies. Will I resent that I'm in my kitchen making six dozen cookies? Yes. I probably <laughs> the whole time will be mad that I'm making six dozen cookies. And so I had to decide like, I believe in the event that's raising money by having this cookie exchange, but I'm going to just choose to donate money. I'm just going to choose to say like, here's the money you might have made from my six dozen cookies and here's $20 or yes, whatever it takes because my time and my Saturdays as a full-time working person yes. are so limited and yes. In this particular season, for me, we have a birthday this Friday, and um, then we've got, you know, rolling with all these different kind of Christmas activities. And so do I want to go caroling? Sure, I'll go caroling because I think that's fun. And I know that that I get a direct feedback that, you know, this these people enjoy us coming to carol at their house. Yes. But um but a day in the kitchen with the cookies is not something I'm going to enjoy. And I'm going to be mad at myself if I do say yes, if I do, yeah. um, even if somebody's implied that I said yes, um, <laughs> that still can be a hard no for me, that yes. this is not something I do. This is not something I enjoy. And it can be a really significant wrestling with myself to say like, I would enjoy time with my kids, but would my kids enjoy making six dozen cookies with me? And is that a, a family memory or a tradition that we need to continue? Mm, no, probably not. We probably need to examine all the things that we think of as traditions. And mm -hmm. we need to kind of figure out what are the things that are really serving the memories and the things that I want to have happen in this season versus the things that my family doesn't enjoy. And I'm just dragging them to and dressing them up and making yes. everybody a little bit uncomfortable. Yes. Because someone says, this is how this is supposed to be. Right. And I, I'm a big proponent of like the tone of how it feels to go do those things where you're forcing yourself or other people. It usually doesn't feel good, right? Like 
90 plus percent of what we communicate with people is nonverbal communication. So when we're forcing things or we're, you know, not really wanting to do it and not wanting to be there, we're setting a tone even for ourselves, like that this is like, you know, why are we doing things we don't have to do? Like when other people are, you know, our kids or whatever, we're teaching our kids, you know, like, and there's times, don't get me wrong, where you've got to do things you don't want to do. But it's like, you know, the tone of it, if the tone is not a positive tone, like we're doing this out of a good place in our hearts versus the shoulds and shooting all over ourselves. Yeah, and I think that forced piece is really important to kind of look at. It's like, yes. when does it feel like I'm forced? Because if I am in a, a an event or if I'm in space that I don't want to be, I'm not giving good energy to that space. And it's like, would it be more helpful for all these other people for me to just not be here? Because it's so apparent that I don't want to be here. Yes. Maybe I'm giving you a gift by saying no, yes. because I don't actually want to be here. And it can feel really uncomfortable to be at a holiday party or to be at some of these kinds of events and be like, oh, you are zapping all the energy from the room because we can all tell you don't want to be here. And that then affects all of us in the room of like, oh, should I not want to be here? Because you're really expressing that you don't want to be here. And that can right. be hard. Or we force ourselves and we're actually not super social people. I think there's a lot of folks out in the world that all of these demands of, of holiday fun aren't actually fun. Mm -hmm. um, for some people, big gatherings feel really uncomfortable. And mm -hmm. so it's letting yourself off the hook to be like, hey, if, if Christmas Eve and going into a really crowded church and sitting through an hour long service doesn't work for you, then it doesn't work for you. And it's okay for your family to go do that without you. Yes. And they can do the candlelight and they can sing the songs and all that stuff. But if that's not where you're at anymore, you don't have to continue to do that. Right. I also think like, you know, the idea that even if it's sort of a last minute thing, you know, like if you get to Christmas Eve and you're like, okay, I was going to go, I'm going to go to church, I'm going to go to church or whatever. And then at the last minute, you're sort of like, I really don't want to do that. You know, like I really, you know, it would be wonderful to have everybody out of my house so that I could just have some quiet time. I think it's okay, one, to change your mind, right? And it and it's okay, even if it is at the last minute or, you know, where you can say, I just don't, I don't feel well. Maybe it's not that you have a headache or a stomachache or whatever, but you just need some space to feel better. And so being able to ask for that and just say, you know, I think I I just need to stay home and lay down or whatever. You know, like, I think that's okay. Yeah, I'm going to let a, a little cat out of the bag. My family mm. kind of has a joke. I know. And anybody listening <laughs> is going to be like, oh, there's the McCormack strike again. Um, <clears throat> but if there's a situation where we're like, you know what? We just can't do it. You can always say, yes, and this is going to be gross, that you have diarrhea. And no one is going to ask any follow-up questions about that. They're not going to be like, oh, no, you please still come. Like that right. kind of ends the whole conversation. And so there are times where, um, which has legitimately happened, my kids have eaten too much sugar on a morning before an event or something yep. like that. And they will just 
as little people puke yep. and we'll be like, oh, we can't come. So-and-so puked. It's, it's really rough, but we're as a family, we're going to stay home, even though I know directly that it had to do with the personal choices, not that we actually have <laughs> any kind of virus, but it has been a joke and kind of a thing of like, how do I get out of this without feeling guilt, without hurting someone else's feelings, but just to be it's just not going to work for us. What we intended to have happen isn't, isn't possible. And how, you know, healthy or unhealthy that is, is all a matter of what are the feelings and emotions that you feel about that? Do I carry around guilt and feel really uncomfortable because I'm concerned about how that other person that wanted me to come is going to feel? Well, that's the healthy or unhealthy boundary. Mm-hmm. And if I'm more concerned about how they're going to feel over how I'm going to feel, then I've got an unhealthy boundary. Yes. When I'm considering someone else's feelings and we have a lot of you, don't you want to make your grandma happy? Don't you want to whatever? And it's like my, her happiness is not my, not my responsibility. Exactly. And I know that goes against all the social mores that we've all tried to follow <laughs> of making making things feel nice. Yes. But there's, there's some of that that we kind of need to get rid of because we've done it to abundance to the point where we've made such self sacrifices that we're not having a good time. And our energy coming into the space isn't helping anyone and isn't being kind. So sometimes the kindest thing is for us to take care of ourselves. And absolutely. A lot of people struggle with that. Oh, but that's selfish of me that I shouldn't put everyone else's happiness ahead of my own. It's actually not selfish. Mm -hmm. And I think our culture has gotten into a really difficult place where we're like, yeah, this selfish thing. It's like, no, I do consider someone else's feelings, but not at the expense of my own, not 100%. at the expense of my own energy. Yes, 100%. Yes. And I think we've said this in, a, in another episode of this season is, you know, especially with other adults, if I show up as my best adult self and I'm taking care of myself emotionally, physically, mentally, it invites everybody, all the adults around me and even the kids to show up as their best adult self and for them to take care of themselves so that I'm not feeling responsible for taking care of their emotions and whether or not they're happy or want to be there or don't want to be there. You know, like if I'm there and I want to be there, that's what I need to focus on. Right. It gets tricky. Yeah, go ahead. I think there's a lot of examples where women have taken on this kind of unhealthy boundary where we've put a lot of stress and pressure on women caring for the emotional needs of others and putting and like being a good mother means that you're putting all of your wants and needs aside so that you make sure that everybody else gets their needs met. And there's obviously a lot of unhealthy rhetoric there. There's a lot of unhealthy behavior and expectations in that messaging. And so we have to really kind of fight against that to say, no, as a mom, I still can get my needs met. As a mom, I can still decide if I want to go to a book club or go to my kid's sporting event. If I want to do the things, if I, I want to drive my kids to another sporting event or another practice versus maybe we need to just do one sport at a time so that my whole world isn't about being my kid's Uber driver Mm -hmm. and that I then don't behave in resentful ways of, 
come on, it's time to go to this thing and I don't want to drive you. And so I'm going to lay off some guilt yep. onto my kid about my own unhappiness because I chose to put them into this sporting event or mm-hmm. whatever other commitment I've given, I've um, committed them to. And Absolutely. so I think a lot of times those boundaries get really violated um, when we start to blame or have behavior, even if we're not verbally saying it, but our body language is saying a whole lot about um, the choices we make as parents to make sacrifices for our kids. And I think the message a lot of times is, is unfortunate for the kids. It's like, don't blame me. You're the one that signed me up for piano lessons, even though I hate it. Right. And, you know, I wish, too, that parents would own, you know, when they're when they are feeling their feelings, if parents would own like. I know I'm feeling you're probably feeling that I'm a little frustrated right now. I I am. I've had a long day. I'm tired. I'm hungry. I've got to go to the bathroom and I'm driving you to this thing, you know, like how we as adults, because part of this is how we show up with our kids is teaching them for us, you know, how, what a woman is, what a mom is, what a wife is just like, you know, they're, you know, the men in their lives would teach them what a man is or a, you know, husband or whatever partner. And so I think, you know, this is where we also have to reteach the next generation or teach it differently of like, you know, I get that you really want to go to this thing. I can drive you at this time, but I can't drive you at the time that you asked, you know, because I've got some other things to do. So just owning that, you know, instead of just sacrificing or being the martyr who, you know, like, oh, okay, you know, I'll die on the sword of doing all the things. And I think it puts the kid in a bad spot. I think it puts the parent in a bad spot when the parent's just not taking responsibility for the choices they've made. It's like, you're the one actively choosing, even though if we pretend that we're not the one making choices, all these things are happening to us. It's like, no, not making a choice to say, we just can't drive you to another activity at this time. Maybe in six months, we can revisit it. It just means that you've got to start being intentional about what can you physically physically do, um, yeah. whether that's you're a parent or not not a parent, or whether that's in your relationship with your parent of mm-hmm. how often can I fly to go visit my parent and how much energy and guilt and feelings am I going to take on of that other person who might be saying, you never call. And it's like, mm-hmm. well... I hear you saying that you would like me to call more often, but by saying it in that way, you're kind of guaranteeing that I don't want to call you. Right. Because you're saying I never do when I'm actually on the phone with you. And And, I know that's tricky. Yes. And the phone works both ways. You know, that, that person can call you too. Yeah. And there, I think we've kind of used a lot of different language of why we don't kind of make those connections or don't have time or energy into those things. But for me, after I've worked all day and done dinner and done the things that need to happen in my house to take care of myself and my family, kind of the last thing I want to do is get on the phone and talk yes. some more. I know. And so a lot of us go into that kind of cocoon space. We go into these different things because emotionally we're kind of empty or we're worn out. And it's like, you know, those 
different messages that we're kind of sending out about what we have time for and what we don't. It really is our choice. Absolutely. And you can always change your mind. So with that said, we're going to wrap up this part and we're going to move into what do we do with unhealthy boundaries, which we've kind of talked a little bit about in this one, but we'll keep exploring in our next part. Join us there. <laughs>